Key Bulletin Corporate Finance Division, Standard Bank Corporate and Investment Banking, Barclays Africa, and is currently at the Standard Bank Group. And over and above preaching and teaching the Word of God uh, as the senior pastor of the church, Pastor Musa is responsible for the vision and overall direction of the church. Good evening, Pastor Musa. Good evening, Kanye. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. And good evening to your listeners. And good evening to House of Destiny. I know they're all listening. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Musa, we brought you here today, you know, because you have quite uh, a good handle on this issue. I mean, you're coming from a finance background and you're also, you know, a pastor and you're serving, you know, in, in, in both areas. And we decided to, to, to bring you here because the topic keeps coming back. You know, it, it's not the first time that we've spoken about money and religion and giving as and especially because there's just so much misinformation out there there's so much abuse there is just so much that is happening that is not biblical you know in 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 our churches and all of it in one way or another comes back to money and our understanding of what the word of god says or doesn't say about money so perhaps a good place for us to start today is just set the scene for us and just give us a biblical context about what the word of god says about money Thank you very much, Kanye. I think it's uh, it, it, it's quite critical to realize that the Bible is certainly not silent when it comes to money. Right. It uh, speaks about money, actually, in terms of scriptural reference, it speaks about money more than it does about prayer. Mm. And, and it becomes important that in this day and age, we have a correct biblical understanding right. of what money is. I mean, money affects our lives. Uh, every aspect and every area of our lives, it's uh, certainly uh, impacted and, aspect and, 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 and affected by money. And money on a day-to-day basis is a medium of exchange. So we can't run away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it certainly will attract a lot of controversies. But the Bible is not certainly silent about the subject of money. It speaks about giving. It speaks about tithing. It speaks about uh, building the kingdom of God. It right. speaks about the fact that those who labor in the kingdom of God certainly need to be remunerated outside of that labor. But uh, but 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 it is it is there as a medium of exchange. It is there to help us advance the kingdom mm. of God because. Certainly, as much as the gospel may be free, but for us to be able to effectively impact our communities, for us to be effectively uh, uh, take the gospel into places that would not be able to, it definitely requires money. So money is part of our daily lives and the Bible is not silent about money. And, you know, what I'm getting is that I think at the base of it, we need to understand that money is not um, anti-religion or or religion is not anti-money. Like you say, the Bible does talk about it. So there is a good way to use money for the kingdom. There's effective ways to use money to advance the kingdom. Certainly. And I think a number of misconceptions, maybe one or two, as it relates to money. Uh, One which is quite popular is the fact that people would say money is a root of all evil mm-hmm. and, and 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 rightly when you look at in, in, in when you look in scripture the scripture is very particular around the words it uses when it speaks about that it actually says the love of money is the root of all evil not necessarily money right so 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 there's a world of difference between money and the love of money and when we talk of the love of money it is greed. having a wrong relationship yes. with money it is you doing nothing even if, if it's not going to benefit uh, you financially. It is 
when money has you rather than you having money. We mm. often say uh, money is a blessing when you have it, but it can be a curse when it has you. So the truth of the matter is money is quite critical. It's important. It's not having a right relationship of money that really slides us into all sorts of controversies. It's not having the right relationship with money mm. where you do nothing other than when you have to be remunerated uh, for it, particularly in a church environment. Uh, that is a big misconception that says money is a root of all evil. The Bible is specific. It is the love of money. It is a wrong relationship with money that bears all sorts of, uh, of evils. Con- controversies. Yeah. So where did it all go wrong? You know, because manipulation has crept into the church, you know, in a big and major way, using the very scripture of God, you know, where, uh, you know, in fact, I, I just read a comment on my Facebook page and a listener is saying in church or in my church now, the way that they give is they start from a certain number. Those who have 10,000 come, those who have 8,000 come, those who have 5,000. Okay, you have 100, all right, come. And then the rest of you, you may, and she says it makes her feel so small because she's unemployed. And she knows that at this moment, she can't be the first one to stand up when giving comes. So such practices, for instance, are discouraging people. And also we have, a tendency of prosperity being used as a measure of your salvation. So if you are not prosperous, then you've got a spirit of poverty on you, sister. Something is wrong with you, brother. You know, like a lot of manipulation has come into place that has kind of clouded the truth, you know, in terms of how the word of yep. God and money relates to each other. They they, they are not in, in contrast with each other. You've just laid a good foundation. But a lot of, uh, you know, people and churches are guilty now of wanting more. We need more. We need a bigger church. We need bigger buildings. Abazalon, you need to give more. So how do we get them to give more? Let's push them. You know, yep. those are pressures that are there. Yeah, certainly. I think it's probably important to say, outright any form of manipulation is wrong any form of manipulation is unscriptural any form of manipulation for the benefit uh, i mean for for benefit benefit of anyone mm-hmm. is totally incorrect people should be uh, taught appropriately and and out of that understanding mm. then they would give out of an understanding rather than out of being mani- manipulated yes so the truth is I think the responsibility that we have as pastors, as ministers, is to ensure that we we teach the Bible, we teach scriptures uh, raw as they are, and and ensure that people have understanding. Scripture uh, encourages us that uh, wisdom is a principal thing. Yes. Uh, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. It, in my experience, what I have found, Kanye, is that when when there's better understanding, people give not out of guilt. People give not out of out of manipulation mm. people give towards a cause people give knowing that when we give this is what uh, uh, these finances are ultimately going to do one there's transparency and clarity exactly and and and, and it's not the it's not the so understanding and teaching becomes important because that empowers people to operate and work and give on the basis of knowledge rather than on the basis of manipulation or basis of guilt. Mm. So where did it all go wrong? I think sometimes, um, I mean, churches, we can't run away from the fact that uh, there's a lot of guilt. There are things that we have not done right as, as, as churches where we have co- started to compete and compare. 
you know, who has a bigger church than mine, who has a bigger congregation uh, than mine. What car is driving? And, 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 all sorts of, yes. and, and all sorts of things. And sometimes out of those things that are pressures that we have probably allowed to creep in into church, uh, that has really steer and steer us away from the fact or from the essence and the core yeah. of why we are all together. The truth of the matter is we can't live our lives. We can't drive uh, the message of the gospel through comparison and, and, and competing. Mm. We just have to stick to what we are called and assigned to do. Amen. Stick to the truth and the and, and the word of God and salvation. Let me invite calls on 0891 and also invite more of your SMSs on 34701 and I am uh, seeing your comments on Facebook uh, that is coming through on my page Kanyima Kubane Radio Girl Kanyima Kubane Radio Girl also taking your comments there and if you are on Twitter at Kanye underscore Makubane, at Kanye underscore Makubane is where you can also connect with me. In Durban, Faisal, good evening. All right. <laughs> good evening, Faisal. Faisal, good evening. All right. We're going to come back to, to Faisal. And in the moment, uh, while we're trying to get Faisal on the line, I'm going to read some of the comments that have come through. Some of them very interesting and some of them quite you know, telling of the situation on the ground in terms of what uh, congregants are experiencing. And remember, this is a free space. You know, we don't really want to limit you in terms of what you can say. You know, speak your truth. And Pastor Mutlawung is here to help us along the way. He is also a financial expert and he can um, share his um, views on that. One is saying, this one is coming from Mukhao uh, Wachapaisha. He's saying, the Bible is clear about tithes and offerings. Unfortunately, some churches have turned it into a get-rich-quick scheme selling inside the tabernacle of God. The very thing that Jesus rebuked and turned tables upside down for. In some churches, you would mistaken it for a flea market whereby all sorts of things are being sold from uh, from water to oils to candles. Uh, the word on the pulpit is infested with prosperity and more tithes and more offering the word of salvation is now very scarce nowadays churches still preaching the original gospel are far and few in between no certainly i mean you'd see you'd see you'd see that uh, on the ground can you mm. and 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 back to the point where any form of manipulation any form of steering away from the truth mm-hmm. from the gospel it is not acceptable. It's yeah. not correct, and 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 we can't we can't be pushing uh, pushing people into into giving more without actually probably moving to the second aspect of what we can talk about. What is it that we can do? Yeah. How we can apply scripture? Yes. What is it that we can do beyond a Sunday so that we can be financially independent? So that we can be financially well off? Because. It, it, it makes a big difference for you when you understand yeah. when you have uh, uh, engaged in productive productive activity that has actually made you a financially independent person so that you can be able to be even more of a blessing to the kingdom and to people that live around yourself. Let's go to Durban. Faisal, good evening. Good evening. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Thank you very much for being with us. And a nice program. I just want to say that when, example, when you have a lot of wealth, and it brings you close to God, then that's a blessing. If it does, if you have a lot of wealth and it doesn't bring you close to God, so that is dangerous. And I also believe 
that money should chase you. You shouldn't chase money. And the one point that I'd like to ask is, why is it not possible for monies to be paid to the churches anonymously? Why does it have to be so openly? Mm. All right. Thank you, Faisal. We'll come back to our guest and he'll jot down your, your question and then he'll respond in, in Fryhead Triple S. Good evening. My sister, uh, uh, thank you very much, and SFM listeners, and our good guest today. Uh, yes, I want to totally agree with our guest that there's a lot of manipulation in the church mm-hmm. uh, in terms of money. There's even what I can term spiritual manipulation, so that people get, people are, people get intimidated. God will do this if you don't tithe, if you don't do a, a free will offering, this and that, and. Uh, uh, so they even doctor the, the word of God so that you can feel obliged more than really necessary. And I like when you to speak about the church doing some activities mm. which will generate some money rather than depending wholly on church members and so on it goes and so on it goes. Thanks, Thank you, Triple S. 891 And I also want to just check some SMSs. We'll do so in a moment or two, but you can give us your call on 891 I just want to, to read some of the SMSs that uh, have been uh, coming in 891 and let's say good evening to Samkelo in Mpumalanga. Good evening, Samkelo. Hi, Kanye. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so very much interested in, on, on, on this uh, program you have tonight. It is uh, something that I think every one of us, we need to look at very deeply. Yes. But uh, one point that I just want to bring. Why are people being manipulated? It is all because people have gone so ignorant in such a way that if you read your Bible from the book of Acts 17, verse number 11, it says that believers in Beria, they were more of normal character than those in Thessalonica. Because after receiving the word, they went to sit in the synagogues mm-hmm. and they searched the scriptures. Now, why am I bringing this verse? Because People are being are only becoming listeners. They don't search the scriptures. So now that is why people are misled. Yes. They are misdirected. That's they are told things point. that are not in the scriptures. But if we cannot do what is in the scriptures, then we are not going to be misdirected and misled and All manipulated at the same time. All right. Thank you very much. In Kimberley, Pastor Tebucho, good evening. Good evening, thank Pastor Tebucho. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good evening, madam. Uh, good evening to my colleague over there. Good evening, sir. Yes. Uh, I just want to contribute by, by, by stating a very important issue here. Mm. Um, I, I all, this issue of money, I, I would liken it to issue of, of this uh, house battery and robberies and the likes. For as long as we have people who would buy stolen properties, we'll continue to have thieves. Now, in the house of God, we've got Christians that are so ignorant to the principles of the word, meaning we only depend on listening to the preacher man when they preach to us. We never spend quality time in the word to hear what is God's 
idea what is God's agenda concerning the use of money. Many of these are people where they will tell you that they give 5,000, give 10,000, uh, uh, you must give this much to provoke God, this and that. There's no such a thing. But the problem is with our people. I hope they are listening to me. The problem with our people is that they are lazy to spend quality time. Many of our Christians, they're not Christians, they're religious people. If they can just spend time in the Word, as man of God over there has, has alluded, the Bible is very clear. God is very clear on the use of money. Yes. But you will not know that unless you spend time in the Word. Otherwise, you'll continue depending uh, on what people will tell you. If you want to big a big house, if you want a car by tomorrow in 14 days, give this much and all that. It is simply because... If you so, want marriage, pay 5,000 exactly, rand. Exactly. <laughs> now, my, my question is, did Jesus die for those who have money? What about these poor people? Meaning they will not receive all these things that Jesus died for on the cross, that he paid a price for. All right, thank you, a, Pastor Tebu. Uh, Pastor Mutlowung just wants to come in there. Yeah, I think, I think back again to, 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 to the callers, understanding of Scripture is very important. Understanding of what the Bible is saying about money becomes important. And that is the responsibility that we have primarily as, as, as pastors, as preachers, to actually teach correctly as it relates to money and not use scriptures and the whole scripture and not use scripture to manipulate. And secondly, it becomes also important that every member and every believer is truly, truly does not abdicate the responsibility to set scriptures for mm. themselves because it's not every ground that you sow your seed onto that is good ground. Yes. The scripture is clear. You read Mark chapter 4. It speaks of various forms of grounds. So it's not every seed that you sow that actually ultimately yields any form of results because it depends on the ground that you sow your seed into. So it becomes important for us to, to make sure that the ground, we locate the good ground. And when we speak of locating a good ground, it's a ground where uh, the full council of scripture is taught, where we go into our local churches, where a full council of scripture is taught, where the, the business of that particular local assembly is kingdom business, yes. not the amassing or the building of an empire of, of an individual. Because if you look at the object of Jesus's leadership and Jesus's teaching, it was primarily on the empowerment of those that followed rather than building an empire for him. Yeah. So it becomes important then for, for the listeners uh, and, and for every believer to make sure that we don't abdicate uh, that responsibility of one, setting a good ground for you to sow your seed. And how do you identify that good ground? It is for you to make sure that the full counsel of scripture is taught in there. And there is importantly what I call financial and leadership integrity. Mm. We can't run away from the fact that when, when we give, we need to give and there has to be proper accountability, integrity in as far as how finances are managed, how finances are run, transparency on what the finances ultimately do because it has to be for a cause that we give into. Every assembly that meets, that gather, it gathers to, to, to build towards a particular cause. So sowing, sowing into... Uh, sowing into the kingdom, we always have to make sure that we sow onto good ground so that we don't get frustrated by the fact that we don't see results. Hey, and that's a big one. Atwell in Durban, good evening. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. All right, I've got two questions uh, for your question. Sure. The first one is uh, the issue of tithe and offering. Mm -hmm. If I choose 
to pay my tithe uh, to to my father at home and my mother at home, um, will I be wrong if I do that? Okay. And your second question? The second question is about the issue of giving names to uh, to money. They say it's a seed. Then you give a name to a seed. Where maybe let's say maybe you want a job, you want oh yes, uh, name you your seed. That, then you must name your seed, and that thing will happen just because you have uh, given money. How can uh, uh, the pastor um, give comment to that? All right, it? thank you very much, Atwell. Listen on the radio; he'll respond. Uh, Joel in Zanin, good evening. Hello. Hi, Joel. Yeah, how are you? Very well, thank you. I'm all right. You know, the problem is people, why they are being robbed by these people who are called fasters, and those, they say they are doing, doing some miracles and whatever. People, they don't read the Bible. Mm. It's because if they could read the Bible, the scriptures, they will find that uh, those people are pretenders. They are not really God's followers. Just listen what James is saying. In uh, uh, James 1, verse 22. Mm. However, become doers, uh, doers of the word. Yes. And, they, and, and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves with self-reasoning. Do you understand? Uh, if people could read the Bible, they could understand really those are self Prophets and sales t shirts. And when we go back there to the verses which to the verse which they wrote people with. That one in uh, in uh, Malachi three verse ten. Yeah. It says bring the uh, the whole time into the, the storehouse. The, the entire tithes into, into the, the storehouse yes. so that there may be food in my in, in my house. And test me out, please. In this regard, Jehovah of Amin says, to see whether I will not open to you the uh, floodgates of the heavens and pour out on you a blessing until there is nothing lacking. Uh, this verse, it was said to those t- that time when the, uh, the people, uh, God had put uh, the, the, the Levites, mm-hmm. To work in the house of God. Yes. Those uh, those uh, teachers were helping the uh, the rabbis because God said the rabbis must not go to work or into the fields. They must do work of God. Some of that party was the was going to be uh, used as sacrifices. All right, I'm going to have to leave it there, Joe. Thank you very much. Now, <laughs> all right joe we're gonna leave it there for now uh, and uh also uh we've got lots of sms's and we've got comments as well but what joel is saying is that the understanding of the context of the scriptures mm. i mean he quoted two scriptures here and the malachi 3 one is a very popular scripture that is used how important is it for pastors themselves to understand the context within which that scripture was used when it was written no, certainly. I mean, it's it, it's important that we we understand the full, uh, you know, the background, mm. what was said, and 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 when you think of of tithe, for example, I know that I mean it's a whole uh, discussion. Uh, I mean, tithing before even the law was laid, tithing was there, even after 
uh, in the new covenant. Jesus speaks about about tithing, mm-hmm. and a caller says, "Can I tithe to my father, to my to my to my yes, my mother, well. or my family?" The truth is, there has to be food into the storehouse. I mean, it's still as a relevant scripture uh, as it was, and I believe it still is even today. So, yes. so you are spiritually fed into in in a local assembly, mm. and it's not necessarily paying for. For, for what you are being fed or what you are being taught, but it it ensures that. I mean, let's let's just be frank here. Churches have operational expenses, if I may put it like that. So 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 for for us to have food, uh, which comes in a form of payment of salaries for staff for people that are are employed by the church, there has to be. So that money needs to go into towards the advancement of. Uh, that particular assembly's uh, mm. vision, that assignment, and when the scripture is clear to say you bring your tithe into the storehouse, so where you are fed spiritually, uh, if then your dad or your mom, in a way, are your spiritual parents over and above being your natural parents, and you belong in that local assembly, yeah. then that is where you would pay your tithe. So as as it comes to your tithes, it needs to go into your local assembly. Not an assembly that you, you know, people that will look after you uh, from a spiritual point of view. Because other people may say, what if I decide to use that money for charity? What if I decide to use that money for people who are less fortunate? What if I decide to use that money in any other way but to give it to my church? Because I just don't trust how it's going to be administered. Yeah. So so I think the issue, it's not for, for me and my experience. Yeah. The issue is not necessarily, the issue is just the mistrust yeah. and the integrity of uh, financial, the management of financial issues mm. in our local assemblies or in our local church. But the truth is when you read scripture, mm. there are different forms of, of giving. Tithing, so we can't substitute free will offering for tithing. We can't substitute giving into giving to the poor yeah. for tithing. So there is a place for tithing, there's a place for giving to the poor, there's a place for free will offering. So uh, tithe remains tithe and we can't substitute the two. Substitute the two. I want us in wrapping up to talk about those ideas that you had in terms of what churches can do, you know, to to help to build, you know, strong, sustainable churches, you know, in terms of, I think, fundraising, you know, you can have soccer tournaments, you can have netball tournaments, hockey, uh, what, what evening comedy, hip hop, you know, the church is filled with people that have so many talents. You know, <laughs> it can be a social uh, place, but also a way to raise money. But I think you also have some some very practical uh, steps that we can take. Certainly, I think we 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 should one we should focus on teaching the full counsel of the word. Mm-hmm. Secondly, and the full counsel of the word of the word secondly includes the fact that when people are properly empowered, they go out there and. And exploit their talents uh, in in various avenues or various platform. It could be politics, it could be business, it could be entertainment. When people are properly taught, they are able to do better. Yeah. So our, our responsibility as as pastors, as, as as teachers, as churches, is to ensure that we've 
we teach the word. And when we teach the word, we need to teach the word that is practical. The truth of the matter is the fact that when we teach the word, we don't teach sometimes diligence. You have to be a diligent individual. You have to be someone who's hardworking. You have to be someone who's able to roll up your sleeves and do what you need to do. If you are an accountant, be the best accountant that has ever been seen. If you are a doctor, whatever you do, whether you run a spaza shop, just do the best and be diligent in what, in what you do. One of the things that is very important that I think as, as, as churches and as believers we can be taught is the, is the principle that says working is not a curse. Mm. Working is not a curse. There is dignity in labor. You, you, there's something that is brought into your life by you being someone who's diligent in what you do, uh, being excellent in what you do, because when you excel in whatever, whether you're selling uh, on the streets, whatever you do, just do it as excellent as you can do it so that you can, uh, as excellent as you can uh, execute on it so that you can be that person who's independent financially. Mm. Because one of the callers says we shouldn't be chasing after money. We should do the best that we can do with our skills, our talents and our resources that will help us to be able to be financially independent. And it helps when you are financially independent in terms of how you can give even into the kingdom of God. And let's talk about financial literacy. You know, the importance of, of uh, people to also understand finances. I mean, just in terms of budgeting, you know, how much of my tithe, you know, it's 10% and then what happens to the other 90%? Because I find that when people generally have a good handle on their finances, even before you talk about the church, but just them themselves and their monthly budgets and they understand how to run their finances, giving a church is no longer a problem. So, exactly. I think, I think what, it, what we always have to know the state of our flock. Yeah. And that is what the Bible teaches us. Know the state of your flock. And by that, in a, in a, in a monetary format, it simply says, just know how much you, you have. Don't work on what you don't have. Right. So don't live beyond your means. Yes. Don't eat beyond your means. Don't dress beyond your means. Uh, don't don't live drive your beyond don't, your means. Don't drive beyond your means. So the truth of the matter is live within your means where you are as you build towards whatever you are building or whatever state you are building. So it is important that these are the principles that we could be taught in church. And I, I mean, I've been in church most of my very short life. The truth of the matter, people in church, we can put each other under so much pressure. Mm. And, and it's not necessary. It's certainly not necessary. It's not, a, it's not necessarily a fashion show. It's not necessarily uh, I can't come to church because I don't have this latest expensive what have you. The truth of the matter, it is not about that. Unfortunately, we've made it about it, but... We have to be people who are able not to live beyond our means, eat within our means, drive mm. within our means, stay within our means, so that we are, we are able to know the state of our, of our flock. What churches can do, uh, it is to, to invite people who are, who, are, who are experts in it. The truth of the matter is uh, the fact that I'm a pastor does not make me an expert in everything. So find people who are experts. And what you'd find that even in, within churches, we have to be taught around budgets. We have to be taught around how we manage our finances. We may not get someone from outside. We may find someone from church yes. who is an expert that can help people to make sure that they manage their resources much well. And last but not least, churches at least once a quarter do financial reporting to the church. 
at least it's a hard one and for some people always looking at me you know you know what whether it's once a year what you know but like you say the state of your flock you know people are tithing and sometimes you know even if you are doing well as a church that's okay you know it's okay to say to people you know what Bazalone, thank you as a church we're doing good we're in a good place and because we are here we're able to do this or this or that but if you're also struggling it's also good to say Bazalone, we are struggling we can't meet our monthly expenses we can't do this and put the numbers out there and that's just me can you speaking saying i would love to see that definitely <laughs> i think uh, no pressure <laughs> no certainly uh, like my experience yeah is that when there's transparency yes usually there isn't a lot of struggles mm. as it relates to people giving because people know exactly that this is what uh, fortunately in our church we do that uh, where we that's we report, great we report on we report on um uh, what were the what were the collections for the year what yes. were the tithes whether were free will offering yes. special offerings if there were any and and this is how they were utilized they were applied in this particular format and that and 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 some of us have been quite fortunate with the fact that uh, we've got financial statements that are independently audited yes. when there's transparency part of what i've seen when there's transparency usually you don't have so many issues around finances because there's transparency around what is being done what's the mission and even when you go and ask uh, uh, believers to to stretch when there's been transparency you actually don't find that you have issues you know what well done to you for being you know in good and faithful servant and that is what we spoke about earlier on which is financial integrity and i know that there are many other churches that do it and to those that haven't started doing it i would encourage you to do it you know and if your church has not done it i would encourage you to pick up the call and say pastor <laughs> we want to know what's going on with the finances not for any other reason but just to know what the state of the church is when there's transparency there's less problems. When we come back, we're going to read all of your SMSs and your comments. Pastor Musam Klong, thank you so much for being with us here on Living Sounds. We appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thank you very much. And where can people get hold of you? An email, Facebook, Twitter? Certainly on Instagram, it's Pastor Musa. Mm-hmm. And there's HOD underscore family underscore church, mm-hmm. our Instagram handle. And uh, on uh, Website is www.houseofdestinyfamilychurch.co.za. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. And here's the sound.